Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today on Sunday, May 10th, 2020, Mother's Day. And to all of you who are mothers, to all of you who have been like mothers to us, loving guardians in so many different ways, to all the parents, to everyone who has cared for others in that spirit of love at its best, thank you. And thanks for joining us today. We will head over to the sanctuary for this morning's worship. Before we do, I want to give a special thanks to Nicole and Mike and Mason and Sarah and Tyler and Griffin for being our family liturgist group this morning. It's quite wonderful. And thank you for saying yes. Your day will be brightened for sure just by their presence, as was mine. Thank you all for being our family liturgists today. It means a great deal to us. So we're going to move over into the sanctuary and begin this morning's worship. Thank you again for joining us. And happy Mother's Day on this day to all. I just want to say this morning as we begin, thank you, Mark, how, how wonderful it is that, that James, Jimmy, brings his gifts to us um, in so many ways. And you are so appreciated here. And thank you for your gift. Happy Mother's Day to everyone here. here long before you arrive that is true all always and especially on this day sunday may 10th 2020 on this mother's day we we acknowledge all those who have been parents and guardians to each of us with that in mind however you may know the mother who loved you as best they could Please join together in this call to worship. We are all one in the loving, expansive body of God and in all her creation. We carry her love, some of us better than others, but still love is always, per always persists 
always patience beyond lifetimes and all of nature. In this present, persistence and patience, love we gather remembering the love that has been shared with us, the love we share now with all, always in your name, gracious and abundant God. There's a wideness in God's mercy, like the wideness of the sea. There's a kindness in God's justice, which is more than liberty. There's no place where earthly sorrows are more felt than Sensing the vast, uh, the echoes of silence, allowing the gentle to rise, rising with it, slowly enveloped by the core of stillness, all. So feel love as we know such, the same wondrous love that births this universe from such love. Yes, the breath within the breath, so we breathe as a loving prayer together, stillness. So, does everybody know Bernie? Yeah. Bernie's our Sunday school teacher. And uh, hi, Bernie. And why don't you introduce yourselves to everybody, so in case some of you don't know who you are. I'm Matthew. I'm Addison. Addison and Matthew. So last week, when we were here, one of our prayers was based on writing a letter to God. If you were here, you might remember that. And one of the things that we asked, Addison was here last week, and I know that Bernie spoke with Matthew this morning as well, about if you were going to write a letter to God, it's not done yet, and you might think about this too, well, we, we, we start out the same way, right? How do we start out a letter? Hi, but also you could say what? Like, hi, Bob, or... Dear God, thank you. <laughs> Dear God. We've got to put a date on, right? Today is... How many people put a line through their sevens? Okay. All right. You know why we do that? You know why we put a line through the sevens, some of us? 
No, so it doesn't, so it's not confused with a one. Hey, here she comes. Hi, Abigail. All right. So, dear God, what shall we say to God today? Dear God, how's your day? How's your day? What else would you say to God? I prayed today. What did you pray for? Food? Okay. Pray for food, maybe for others. That's a good prayer. Good thing to let God know we're thinking about others who don't have food. What else might we pray to God for or, or say to God in a letter? I love you. Oh, Addison said, I love you. Anybody here like to be told that they are loved? Yeah. What would you say to God if you were writing God a letter? Dear God, dear God, dear God. You ever pay, pray for your new brother? Maybe. I heard restoration. What what would might be something you would pray for that one of these young folks would absolutely, you know, it would make sense. What would you pray for? Thank Oh, you know what? Thank you is a great prayer. So thank you is a good prayer. I love you is a good prayer. Any others? Peace. What did you say, Matthew? Amen. So if we were going to make this our prayer today, ready? Dear God, on this day of February 17th, we ask you how you are because we think of you. And I want you to know I prayed today but not just for me. I prayed for people who need food. I prayed for people who need love. And I pray for those who are sick that they get better. And dear God, I pray for peace. Amen. A women, our first letter to God. Well done. Thanks, everyone. From stillness to love and around again, let us offer on one, in the, on one another a sign of peace. Still, that's God love and peace. May the peace of and be with you. And also with you. And also with you. Also with you. Also with you? Also with you. Also with you, Anne? Also with you. Carl, also with you? Oh, of course, also with you. And also with all of you. All right. Okay. Namaste. 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 Namaste.
joining us again this morning. So I was thinking about this. I, I imagine you know that sometimes when I come before you, it's a bit of a struggle. It really is. I think about all that's going on around us, and then I think about the gospel message and the readings that we have, and I try to put it together in a way that hopefully helps us, uh, reminds us of something, inspires us in some way to remember who and whose we are. And we talk about the teachings of Jesus, and I don't, I don't think about it as, you know, well, we're, we're looking at the teachings from back then. It, it, those teachings back then, uh, not what I think about when I think of the teachings of Jesus. I think of the teachings of Jesus now, today, in our world. And I'll tell you, when I start thinking about what some of these teachings call us to do, it's really easy to find a lot of stuff that's going on out there that's wrong, that it's a direct contradiction or opposition to these teachings and to spend all my time railing. I mean, railing. And it occurs to me that in a lot of ways, depending on which channels you might or might not watch, they're all about railing. 
They were all saying, well, we have the truth. We, we have the truth. This is the truth. And this is what's going on in opposition to the truth. Or this is what people are saying that is untrue. And this is what you need to believe because that's untrue, except when the people over here say, this is what you believe, and that's untrue. Ugh. And so that's hard, right? But what's also difficult is it's so easy to say almost anything and to incite an argument. And I, who wants to incite? I don't want to make an argument. I don't want to incite people. I, that's not, well, inspires good, incite. I, I don't think so. And then the other part is, this is real. It's very real. There, there's nothing make believe about any of this. So a statement that God loves us and is always with us, that, that means a lot. But right now, this moment, if you don't have enough food, if you don't have a place to live, if you're wondering if you're ever going to get back to work, it's not an antidote. God loves us is not an antidote. God loves us is not an application. It doesn't work like that. And in this, in this case, God's love for us is not about changing everything around us. I wish that were true, but it's not. God's love doesn't just, oh, God loves us, everything's fine. It doesn't work that way. We know that. Where do these teachings, where does God's love all come together in this world in which we live and these conditions in which we're, we're surviving in some ways? And, and those among us who have been ill, who, who we've lost to the virus or to other illnesses during this time and not been able to visit them. And, and you know, the hard stuff, where do we go? Where do we go? I still think we go to Jesus' teachings. Now, not back then, now. That means that we have to pay attention to those who would use these times to do things that satisfy their own needs, desires, outcomes, expectations, whatever it may be. And we know there are plenty of those. You know, I got into it last week in some of my writing with a televangelist who, once again, well, you know, the reason we have this pandemic right now is because what would you expect for a nation that allows same-gender-loving couples to be married? Of course there's going to be disease and pestilence and floods and disaster. Oy. How wrong can you be? It's nonsense. And, you know, I would walk away from it. I really would. I would just walk away from it, except it's like I said, it, it's not what they say, it's that people listen to it. And there are impressionable people who are dealing with all sorts of things, including gender identity, who hear something like this, whose parents or guardians or others hear something like this, and say, see, you have to listen to this. And then that person internalizes that. And if they don't have the help and the support of a lot of people like around this congregation, and others like it, it's easy to internalize that in a form of self-loathing and then all sorts of terrible things can happen. I know. I'm not making this stuff up. You know. So we speak out. We have to speak out. But speaking out from love, from Jesus' teachings, to inspire instead of to incite. Gosh, sometimes it's just better to incite. It's not so easy to love sometimes. So let me start here by saying this. More than all the talking heads, 
of whatever stripe and form. More than the chaos, more than the disruption, more than all of it. So let me say this. Here's what I think. More than all of this disruptive stuff, more than all the suffering without diminishing how hard it is, more than all the tears of our loss, our losses, without diminishing how tough that is, turning toward one another and saying, can I help you? Could you help me? Thank you. Those are the teachings. There's love in there. We all have to do what we can to address the conditions that need to be changed. No question about that, right? We have to do that. We have to bring to bear in all the ways we can our, our gifts, our talents, whatever cachet we may have to help change things that need to be changed. But I don't think that's the dominant purpose of our existence. We do that. But I think the dominant purpose of our existence is to love one another. If the primary purpose of who we are and what we are and why we're here is to change things, then the prophets, Jesus, all of us have failed miserably. But if we think that the primary purpose of why we're here is to love one another, to follow God's will, and to adhere to Jesus' teachings today in loving one another, as difficult as that may be, then, then we're dealing with something much deeper than just changing this or that or the other thing. Now we're addressing things at the very core of their existence, at the very fundamental construction of everything. When we start to look at one another in terms of how we love you, how I will let you love me, and how we're going to love one another as a person, as a community, as a policy, as a world. That's not politics. You know, and the best part about when we try to love, it's sort of like praying. We were talking about prayer last week. When you pray, you're the one that's praying. So that puts you in a place, right? It puts you in a place of prayer when you pray. Well, when you're reaching out, when you're trying to love one another, then that puts you in a place of loving, which is good. For you, for me. It changes me. So that's good. I think love is, I've said this before, I think love is a primal force. It is an entity. It is all-inclusive. It cannot be compartmentalized. It's something beyond anything that I understand or know, but within it, there's not a stitch of resignation. Love is too powerful to ever be resignation. Mm -mm. It's not just that energy. It is a primal force of who and whose we are. It is a stairway to heaven in some ways and never a descent into despair, ever. It always leads us forward. Can I help you? Could you help me? Thank you.
So anyway, what do we do? We ask, can we help? We ask for help. We say thank you. I think that's love. I think that's spirit. I think that changes things. Us, others. So what do we do? Well, there's many things we can do. For one thing, we could read poetry. And thank you to Nicole and Mike and Tyler and Griffin and Mason and Sarah for reading for us this morning, for being our liturgist family. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. You make us all smile, as you do when you're here. Thank you. But the poem, what a gorgeous thing by Mary Oliver. Let's just look at it for a second. I do not know what gorgeous thing the bluebird keeps saying, his voice easing out of his throat, beak, body into the pink air of the early morning. I like it, whatever it is. Sometimes it seems the only thing in the world that is without dark thoughts. Sometimes it seems the only thing in the world that is without questions that can't and probably never will be answered. The only thing that is entirely content with the pink, then clear white morning and gratefully says so. You know, if we allow, allow the art and beauty and nature of things to seep into us, they inspire us. They touch us in a place that nothing can take away from. Welcome the bluebird. Maybe, maybe the next time you see one, you'll say to yourself, ah, inspiration. And then there's John in today's reading. You know, I loved it last week. Remember we were reading John? And John, and he's trying to teach, Jesus is trying to teach the disciples the, these things that he wants them to know. And he must have been frustrated again. And he sort of says, do you think I'm making this stuff up? Do, do you think I'm just making it up? This is not made up. This is real. I love that part. We're not making this stuff up about love. We're not making stuff up about its relevance today in today's world. Not back then, today. We're not making it up that love is a power, a force, an entity, primal, all-encompassing. And the primary reason that we're here while we're doing everything else. And so what he says, he's not making up. He says, just be obedient to the commandment. And the commandment that Jesus is talking about is the same one we speak over and over again. Love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. However you know God, love God, and then love one another as yourself. Bingo. He probably didn't say bingo. Paraphrasing it a bit, he might have said, that's the command, and I'll send you help. I'm going to send a paraclete, the helper, and I will send it as spirit to inspire you. Be ready. It may be in a bluebird. Don't worry, it'll be there. I'm not making this up. And others will be asking you now and then, can I help you? Could you help me? Thank you. That's the Spirit speaking. Listen. Listen for those words. Listen for the language of the heart because it's filled with the Spirit. It's not just a kind person speaking, Jesus might have said. How do you th think a person becomes kind or gentle or compassionate, caring or loving? How do you think a person becomes impatient with injustice, resilient against oppression, 
You think you do that? You think that's just you? I'm going to be resilient. It's me. I don't need anything. It's not you. That's the spirit. That's the love I'm talking about. It's everything. Just get a piece of it to start. You don't have to have it all because you can't get it all. It's bigger than you. Just That's the good news. It's bigger than you. So what you need is there, but don't try to get it all. Just get a piece of it. Use a little bit of it each day when you're thinking about it. And I promise when you're not thinking about it, everything else you do will have a little more love in it. Maybe he said those things. And he might have looked at them again and says, do you think I'm making this up? Perhaps he added to it, don't worry. Don't worry if others don't get this right away. Just you get it. You carry it. You share it. You get it. Don't worry if someone else gets it that they don't get it. You get it. You carry it. You share it. They'll get it sooner or later. It may be a long time after they remember you are gone, if they remember you at all, but they'll get it. Don't let their ajita become your ajita. They probably didn't say ajita either. Hmm. And he says this, he says, if you look around, you will see me and you'll know me in many ways. Poet tells us that, right? The artist tells us that. Nature tells us that. It occurs to me that I'm really not saying anything that we don't already know. In fact, all the time, I'm saying things we already know. So I want to thank you for helping me to remind myself of these things. And listen, we all know how hard this is. I keep going back to that. This is hard. It's not just hard to love. It's hard to live. It's also fun to do. It's inspiring to do. It's exciting. It's filled with curiosity and wonder. Come on, it's God all around us. How could anything be more or less exciting, wondrous, and inspiring? But still, you know, I believe this time that we're in, this specific time that is ours, this time that we will use as a marker in our lives going forward, where were you when the virus was going on, Grandma? Grandpa, where were you? What did you do? So this time will pass as times before have passed. But the presence of this big L love mm -mm, is always there. And I've been as disappointed as you that it doesn't resurrect the physically dead that I would wish were still here with us. It doesn't take away the pain we feel instantaneously. It doesn't eliminate the trauma, sorrow. Sometimes we still can feel caught up in fear, right? And so if we hold on to the love, then it means that as much as the ache may be now, we are holding on to something greater. Perhaps, the, perhaps that's the way how we most love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our might to know that even in the time of trouble and aches and pain and sorrow, we still have God more than we know. So listen for the bluebird and just know that Jesus' teachings are for now, not back then. 
and the commandment to be obedient to is still the same one. Love one another as I have loved you. And be inspired. Be amazed. And as Mary Oliver reminds us, tell about it. Share it. We're going to be okay. And we're going to help each other through. Chimes newsletter. Just you can just say that E Chimes newsletter. News newsletter. If you wish you pray your prayers to remain confidential, just let Ray know and they will be remembered in his daily prayers without being list listed publicly. With these thoughts into the stillness of a deep and abiding presence and love, we pray the prayer of Jesus, 
as you learn to pray it.
Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Bye. Chicken nugget. Chicken nugget? Yeah, chicken nugget. Chicken. I forgot you like chicken nuggets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole, Mike, Mason, Tyler, Sarah, Griffin, and did I miss anyone? No. Thank you. You all are wonderful. No, and mom. And mom. Thank you. Oh, hey, how about wishing your mom a happy Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone.